0: The views and opinions expressed by the following program are those of the host, guest, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station or the Webster Rock Hill Ministries, its management, or other host or underwriting sponsors. Programs presented on KWRHLP are for educational and entertainment purposes only. Views which are presented are for educational purposes only and are not intended to treat, diagnose, or claim any cure of disease or condition. Welcome to the Aging Answers Show, where we discuss tips, trends, and topics for the 65-plus crowd. I'm Gina March of the Mary Culver Home for Visually Impaired Women, located in downtown Kirkwood. We've been caring for elderly, visually impaired women since 1866. Today, my guests are Dr. Brian Carpenter and John Levis, uh, two of the three founders of Odd Couples Housing, or maybe you're not a founder, but you're a very important
1: part. Let's put it that way. <laughs> He's an integral part. <laughs>
0: He's a very integral part, yes. And um, Brian, if I may call him Brian. Please. Please, is a um, professor of psychological and brain sciences at Washington University. He conducts research on the clinical psychology of aging, and his research focuses on family relationships in later life. Um And many other cool things that I love, like collaborative family communications, decision making, older patient-physician interactions, Alzheimer's, mental health at the end of life. So very important. And John um, is one of the co-founders of Odd Couples Housing. And basically, from everything I've read about John, he's just a really smart businessman,
1: Well, thank you very much. Uh,
0: Right now, you're an independent investment banker and consultant. True. True. But I think if I read my St. Louis magazine article correctly, this whole thing came about when your uh, mother and your mother's sister, twin sister.
1: How about mother-in-law? Mother-in-law, okay. Yes. significant A significant difference, and... My mother-in-law uh, owned a number of properties uh, in the city and came to me and asked me how I felt about collecting rent. I thought at that point that it was appropriate that m- we might have a liquidity event. We actually sold her properties and uh, because rent collecting was not part of my repertoire. And um, she purchased a two-bedroom, two-bath condominium uh, in uh, Corps, and um, she moved there. Now, my wife is an only child, so not only did she have her mother who'd been widowed to, uh, to concern her, but she, her mother was a twin, and um, my wife's aunt had never been married. She would worked for a trust company of a local bank, and she was living in an apartment in Clayton, and um, my wife was spending time caring for these two older people and I suggested perhaps it would be a good idea if the sister bought a unit in the same building um, where Sally's mother was and so she bought a two-bedroom two-bath condominium and um, that's the way they rolled for a couple of years and I observed the fact that each of them was successfully using one bedroom and one bath, and I suggested to my wife that maybe it might be more efficient if they lived together, and their quality of life might improve, and my wife was very skeptical because the two sisters were not particularly that close. Um, but I said, why don't we try it, and if it doesn't work, we'll break it up. So. Uh, my mother-in-law moved into one of the bedrooms with her sister, and we kept the upstairs uh, unit uh, in case it didn't work out. Well, once I standardized on the same television equipment and same TV controls, which was essential because (laughs) each of them kept their television watching different shows at 70, but they kept knocking themselves out of the proper mode and um, they both had smart TVs that they didn't know how to use. So I standardized on one type of television and made the controls the same and nail polished them appropriately so that they were good to go. Then the only other problem that they had was discussions about the temperature. And I did a very bad thing. I, I went to Home Depot and I bought a thermostat and I put it on the wall under the other thermostat and didn't hook it up to anything. But once each had control of a the thermostat, they were perfectly happy. Oh, funny. And that's where the idea essentially came for odd couple, because they started sharing expenses. Um, their social life picked up. My mother-in-law had quit driving. her sister was still driving and they began to entertain people in the building and their quality of life improved and they were there we eventually got rid of the other unit and so they were only paying one lane assessment and uh, it it created some real efficiencies economically for them and as my mother-in-law began to exhibit some uh, deterioration mental deterioration and needed caregiving We introduced caregiving and the sisters split the expense and then, uh, her sister got macular degeneration, couldn't drive anymore. So we had a caregiver, uh, basically, you know, caring for the two of them and that's the way that they, uh, rolled until, uh, they both passed away. Um, and I think that they both felt that their quality of life improved significantly. So I spoke to my, uh, partner about it, my co-founder, John O'Connell, and John said, I I think this is a great idea. We we ought to at least explore the possibility of it being a business. So we went to the Olin School at Washington University, and we purchased what's called a practicum, which gets you five second-year MBA students who are really bright, and they go out and they do a business viability study in terms of the marketplace you're attempting to address and they look at competition, they look at demographic need. they hold focus groups, et cetera. And we had periodic meetings with them about halfway through the semester uh, at one of our meetings. They said to us, we think that you're onto something, but if you pair two seniors and it doesn't work out, you're going to have a displaced person. How about us? We said, who's us? They said, graduate students or young professionals that are trying to pay down debt and you'll get intergenerational living and we think there's some real uh benefits from that and so we to use a washington U. business school term we pivoted and uh said okay let, let's do that and in the process we were introduced to, to brian um, by, he was recommended to us by one of the thought leaders at the Brown School of Social Work, and Brian's specialty is aging. So we talked to him about it, and he, he said the idea made some sense. And we talked about the need for compatibility questions. John and I had attempted to use a firm that we both experienced in our business life and they they kept coming back to us instead of compatibility questions with advice that we were getting from our law firm and we didn't think we needed that twice. So uh, interestingly enough, we told Brian that we were really wrestling with how to get these questions developed and Brian said, why don't I have my students do it? So he did it, they did it, and now we have a set of questions, compatibility questions. So we need an algorithm built that will do some comparison and tell us, uh, hopefully we'll get smarter as we go by, uh, giving higher weighting to the questions that prove to be more predictive of successful matches. And uh, we needed that algorithm built and Brian kindly walked us over to computer engineering, introduced us to one of the thought leaders, uh, one of the instructors at computer engineering who posted a job to build our algorithm on the website. And we wound up with a, one of his top students who agreed to, to build the algorithm for us. And it was, um, it was very interesting We wanted to pay him and he said no he's doing it for master's credit so that's how our algorithm got going and so enter enter Brian who began to give us his thoughts about things but that's how we got going
0: okay very cool so Brian What's the experience been like for you since you got involved in this?
2: It's been very eye-opening because academia is a little bit different than the business world. And so I've been learning a lot about how a company gets started. When somebody has a good idea, how do you bring that idea to the marketplace to serve people who have a need? Um, And that's what John and John have really been focusing on, is bringing this great idea to people here in St. Louis to help them solve some of their housing issues.
0: And I take it it's been successful so far?
2: It,
1: it has been successful so far. The, the most fun that we're having, it, in the beginning, um, they had me out evangelizing a lot of different churches and that sort of thing. Um, much more fun now, we have uh, couples that have been living together that go out and talk about the benefits. As I say, it's much more fun To listen to the dogs and why they like the dog food than the guys that make it.
0: Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Well, um, we are going to have to take a break here in just a moment. It's a a short show. What can I say? Um, But when we come back, then we will get into some specific stories of some happy couples. Um, But before we do take the break, how long has this actually been going on?
1: It's been going on about 19 months, uh, 20 months, something like that.
0: Okay. And was your first pairing up a success?
1: The first pairing up was a success. The second was not. And I'll be happy to tell both stories. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That sounds good.
0: Well, then, we are going to take a break right here because we all want to come back and hear what those stories are. Um, So you are listening to the Aging Answer Show. Um, And we are going to continue our conversation with John Levis and Dr. Brian Carpenter after we take a short break. And um, I'm your host, Gina March, with the Mary Culver Home for Visually Impaired Women. We'll see you in a couple minutes. Welcome back to The Aging Answer Show, where we discuss tips, trends, and topics for the 65 plus crowd. I'm Gina March of the Mary Culver Home for Visually Impaired Women, located at 221 West Washington in downtown Kirkwood. We've been caring for elderly, visually impaired women for over 153 years. And we've been having a very cool conversation today with John Levis and Dr. Brian Carpenter of um, Odd Couples Housing. And before we took a break, um, we were just getting ready to hear uh, John talk about some of the success stories of our couples. And we also wanna hear some more from Brian as well, um, because um, there are some real um, advantages for older people to be paired up with someone else and maybe even especially younger people. Would that be true,
2: Brian? I think that's very true. I mean, if you think about your daily routine and the, the people that you spend most of your time with, we tend to segregate ourselves by age in our daily lives. We spend most of our time with people who are like us and sure. like us in lots of ways, including their our ages. Um, but we've come to understand that maybe that's not the best way to be living and that there are good things to be learning from other generations and that's older people learning from younger generations, but also younger people learning from older generations. So I think one of the real, um, great things about the Odd Couples program is that it brings together people from different generations to share their knowledge and experience with each other, to provide a kind of social connection that may be missing from people's lives. For many of the international students, I think they're learning about American culture from the people that they're living with. So I think there are a lot of benefits for both generations in this kind of housing situation.
0: Yeah. And um, just from the little bit that I read in the story in the magazine, where the young woman was out taking a run and didn't come back when she usually came back the the older woman um, was concerned about her so I guess you get sort of that taking on the mother role and then they're taking on the daughter role or so that that's sort of I guess comforting in a way too especially if you're a student away from home
2: mm-hmm.
0: and um, you know you might miss your parents and mm-hmm.
2: Or an older person who doesn't have necessarily people in their home, and they're right. looking for some sort of social connection,
0: right? Mm-hmm. And a reason, and a reason to still be around, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, they still have a purpose in their life, mm-hmm. and that's to, I guess, sort of watch over somebody mm-hmm. else, or yeah. So, what about some of your success stories?
1: Well, I have a, I have a couple of uh, fun stories for you. One. The first beta test that we did, we had a younger man moved in with an older woman and the team went out to, we do quality assurance on how it's going and um, we went out and they asked the young man what his biggest problem with the arrangement was and he said my concern is that she's going to fall when she goes out to get the paper. And they went to the older woman and said, what's your biggest problem? My biggest problem is that he doesn't get his rear end out of bed in time to get the paper. <laughs> we said, we think we can solve this with an alarm clock. <laughs> oh, how funny. Um, we we have had, we've learned a lot. We've, we've had, uh, it, there's a natural appeal for international students. It was interesting when we were doing the beta testing of the website, we had a a uh, young uh, not so young a chinese graduate student uh in computer engineering that was uh, going around helping our seniors that were our beta testers we our, our initial website was the guys that built it had a couple of computers and it was difficult to get get their way through it so some of our seniors weren't as, uh, needed some help so we we hired this young man to go around and help the senior, the beta testers. And at one of our meetings, he said, you know, I think that every Chinese graduate student on the Washington U campus would be interested in this program. I don't know if you know this, but over 50% of the students at Washington U in graduate programs are from China. And it was really interesting. So I said, I said, why, I said, all right, why don't you, get a group of them together and he invited 25 of them. Brian was kind enough to provide us with a meeting meeting room on campus and I described the program and when I got through, I um, said, how many of you would be interested in 18 hands shot up out of 25, that was pretty good. And I said, so what appeals to you about this? And they said, a young man in the back said, "I, we're here to learn American." I said, "You mean English?" And he said, "No, we're here to learn American. We want to know how Americans live, culturally, and what they do, and that sort of thing. And we don't get it because on campus everybody's got their head down, watching you know, watching their iPad or their sure. Nook yeah. or their iPhone. So we'd really like to live with with America." And it, it's, it's very interesting because it's true of students with other countries. We we now have expanded our efforts to other universities and uh, Maryville, SLU, UMSL, I mean, they all have international students that, that are very interested. We also have found that, uh, that there are a number of kids that come from, um, broken homes divorce situations that would really like to establish a relationship with a senior and that's what's going on I have we we, we have had our challenges in the beginning we uh, we failed to take into account cultural differences between international students and our uh, American homeowners and we had we had an incident where that caused us to have to do a checklist in terms of of customs and words and things like that and and it it, uh, it was fun our, our director of social media actually is a young woman uh, from Malawi uh, who was discovered by an umsul prof who was teaching in Malawi and caught a young woman sneaking into her class and she let the young woman stay, and the woman wound up being her best student. And she said to this young woman, have you thought about going to college in the United States? And she said, I had to sneak in here. My parents are deceased, and I'm the oldest. And how am I going to get there? And make a long story short, the umso prof sent uh, her the paperwork for a peer-lead scholarship, which she won, uh, put her in Jefferson College to get her legs under her, She wound up graduating with honors from UMSL and last June got her master's, uh, her MBA actually, and she is our director of social media. But it was really funny because she said, I made every mistake you could make when you come to this country about doing things that I shouldn't be doing. I want to take the first crack at the checklist in terms of cultural checklist. So we now have that. Don't do one pair of socks at midnight, you know, in the laundry, et cetera.
0: Yeah. And she's the one that's featured in the story.
1: Annie Annie is featured in the story. Yes, Annie, yes. Annie, Annie Mabali from Malawi.
0: Annie Mabali from Malawi. Right. So how could someone out there listening, an older person who says, hey, I want to do this. How do they get involved?
1: Pick up the phone and call Odd Couples at. at uh, I will I will read read you the number. I should All have right. it. I I should have it memorized, but don't. Um, or they can go on Odd Couples uh, Housing uh, website, OddCouples.com, and simply uh, type in "I'm interested." And okay. uh, basically that's how we have been getting uh, a lot of people that have been signing up, and. They, and the articles uh, have have really helped in terms of the sign up. I will say something about St. Louis being a um, really a terrific place to, to start this. We we have such a vibrant housing stock running from north to south. We have we have homeowners now in Ferguson all the way down to South County. You know, people on the east side are interested in and out west as well. Our phone number is 925-2003. Nine,
0: 925-2003.
1: Right, area code 314.
0: 314 area code. And that is if you are interested in um, applying... To be, do you have to apply to be in the program?
1: Actually, actually, uh, our new new web we haven't we have a revised website that is being introduced. We're all going to see it tomorrow for the first time. Oh, okay. But okay. but on the website, uh, people do have the ability to go in and just sign up without directly without speaking with us. But okay. a lot of them want to know, you know, how how do you do this? Etc. and look for assistance facilitating, which we're happy to do.
0: Okay. And I suppose once you match them up and you find out that it's working, then you're out of the picture. Is that correct? And yeah. then it's just between the student and the homeowner. It
1: is. We, 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 uh, we, we assume that it, it is a fair fight and all going well, and, and uh, we, we check up on them periodically to uh-huh. make sure it's going well because we want to, and and what happens is these arrangements tend to be somewhat finite because the longest a student would be here would be med school for four years, law school three years, but typically it's a shorter period than that. And what we have found is that, that our homeowners that have had somebody live with them want somebody else to live with them as well. So once they're in and get used to it. And what really is interesting, the 3 we're really catering to three communities which I should speak of. It's not only the young people and it's not only the senior, but it's also the adult children of the senior who worried about mom and dad living alone. Yeah, and very all good of a point. sudden now they have somebody there. So right. I, I will say that the, the senior and the adult child yeah. don't necessarily always agree on everything. I can tell you that in the vast majority of cases, the um, the vast majority of cases, the senior is the one that makes the decision about who is going to move into their house.
0: Yeah, well, thank you, and that's a great way to end this. So once again, and I'm sorry we have to wrap this up. I wish we could go longer, um, but that is our show for today. And uh, I want to thank John Levis and Dr. Brian Carpenter for being here today. And you already gave folks your phone number and your website, so we're good there. Um, and I also want to thank all of our listeners and our watchers today for tuning in to the Aging Answers Show, where we discuss tips, trends, and topics for the 65-plus crowd. If there's a topic you'd like us to discuss, let us know. I'm Gina March of the Mary Culver Home for Visually Impaired Women, and I've been your host today. Join us every Monday from 1 to 1.30 with a repeat broadcast on Fridays from 1.30 to 2. And thank you for listening to KWRH LP Radio 92.9 FM.